Yeah, we are so excited to have you here, Brittany. <sighs> How are you? I'm doing well. How's your day been? My day has been amazing. It's just been up and down, left, right. You know, it's, it's Friday, <laughs> but yeah, but we're so blessed to be alive, and I'm I'm excited for what we're about to have today. And you coming yeah. to the room again in live mode. This is about to be serious. Hey. I'm excited about this. <laughs> That's about all the moves I've got. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Tell me, what have you been working on recently? Um, well, I've been having like some one-on-one and smaller classes with like self-massage. And then I was mentioning earlier before we went live that I've had this like epiphany about helping health and wellness professionals to get their copyright. So, you know, blogs, emails, captions on social media. So I'm hoping that we can maybe touch on that like in another future kind of podcast yeah. or live or something. Yeah, of course. Definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. what I've been up to. And you've been busy with all the podcasts and stuff. Oh, yeah. The podcasting has been going nuts. Like, it's getting to a point where now I'm just wondering, like, I'm on overdrive now. I'm just <laughs> running through the streets of the podcast and <laughs> giving people constant one-hour shows, 30-minute shows, and... It feels good because I, I just know that people are listening to this podcast. They're learning, they're taking notes, they're they're getting better. And that's what makes me happy that somebody can sleep better at night because they were able to hear something from someone that was on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. You're delivering value all over the place. Clubhouse, Instagram, YouTube, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Favorites everywhere. Everywhere. You got to find me. <laughs> Yeah, you need to build in some breaks whenever you can, though. Like, you know, I said that you're busy through June, so you got to put, like, some X's on the calendar. Right? Like, I'm not free on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Just catch me on Wednesday. Exactly. I'm out. <laughs> exactly. Wow. It's so good to have you here. I want people to know yeah. more about you, what you do, and what's about to happen today. Okay, so I will keep this messaging focused because you may notice that I have a foam roller in front of me. So my background, I am a massage therapist. I've been a massage, well, I've been in the field for about 10 years. And Favor and I have another podcast out. If you haven't checked it out, you should go check that out. You can get lots of questions answered. So I love helping clients match to really good therapists. I love helping massage therapists really get clear and find their ideal clients. So we're not doing that today, though. What we're doing today is we're going to focus on a little bit of at-home self-care, self-massage. And we have a few tools. So we've got... If you happen to be watching this live or even later and you have any of these tools, you can give these things a try with me. So we've got a foam roller and it can be like the smooth one that I've got. It can be longer, shorter. It can have the knobs on it, whatever you've got at home, just make it work. And then because I literally want people to have no excuses, we've got a lacrosse ball, which if you have a tennis ball, anything like a massage ball at home, you can use that. And then we have a rolling pin, friends, because literally no excuses. <laughs> so I'm going to show you how to use all of these tools to help yourself in different areas. So it's going to be an interactive live if you happen to have anything at home. Oh yeah, definitely. This is looking good. I'm I'm excited to see how this is going to run out because I have been hearing a lot about massage and therapy from home. And it was, I think, our podcast, not podcast, our clubhouse room that we had amazing guests. And there were also some some blind um, people that came to our, and I was so shocked. Like, you know, sometimes when I talk about this sensitive stuff, 
I don't want to be that person that talked about something that I didn't know about. So when I saw them, I respected them so much for them to even find the room, come in, yes. get up on stage, speak, and stay connected to the conversation. And that really changed for me. And I just realized that we have a lot of power to communicate. And wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, I think being connected to the right people and just being yourself makes you actually lovable and likable because not everyone's going to like you, but the people that connect with you will stay. And that's what they did. Mm -hmm. they did. So I was just yeah. privileged to, to be with them on our show. Yeah, that was really fun. It was three, three blind massage therapists. And I'm actually still in touch with them. So one of them in particular actually hooked me up with a blind website developer. And no I'm going to get my report. Yeah, she told me that it, it's hilarious. So the woman's name is Robbie. And we've been doing like voice text back and forth because she looked at my website. I'll get my report next week. But Robbie will do like the voice memo. And she's like, hey, it's your visually blind friend because she keeps saying like how, you know, we all have different learning styles. Well, she really needs it to be visual. But ironically, she's blind, so she can't. So someone really has to paint this elaborate picture for her in order for her to get this vision in her mind. But anyway, yeah, I've stayed in touch with them. And that was a fabulous clubhouse room i would love to connect with them because i've never heard that before and i think yeah. it's important to actually note that because they are there you know they're available they're people that actually need their services they have skills they're geniuses mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i'm definitely ready to see that happen yeah i'll look you up i'm excited to see my report i'm like i know i'm gonna fail half this stuff but like let me know and then let's see how we can fix it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would love to know more about what you've been also doing with massage therapy from home specifically, what has been going on and can you enlighten us, enlighten us on what's been happening and what people should be expecting when they think about these things every day? Sure, so you want me to tie it into the class or do you just want me to share like what's been happening like since lockdown and everything or a little bit of all of it? Kind of a little bit of both and then you can segue okay. the 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 phone roll. That's what I really want to see. <laughs> but I'm gonna like leave this right here. No. Uh, <laughs> so when everything shut down, I I mean, all of us felt really helpless and we were scared and nervous. Um, and I was trying to think, I'm like, I work on people, I touch people, I'm in the same room with them, like how in the heck am I gonna help them this way? And I quickly realized that we can all help ourselves at home. I had already been teaching this self-massage class in person. So I was like, okay, let's just translate this to video chat, FaceTime, Zoom, Google Meet, whatever. And I was able to book like many people actually just one-on-one. -on -one. It would just be like this, minus the live factor, minus the YouTube factor. They would tell me what they were feeling. I would see what they had at home. Some people had all of these tools. Some people had one. Some people had none of them. I had someone working at home with a paint roller, <laughs> not that had been used. With <laughs> so, I mean, that's how like the idea for all this stuff came about. It's like, what do you have at home? Do you have these self-care tools that are sitting at home collecting dust? Do you have nothing and you need to get like creative? So, you know, for the, for the lacrosse ball, I've had people actually just ball up tons and tons of pairs of socks because if you get enough of them, less intense but you're still getting kind of the same input for your body in areas that you might not be able to like push or hold or whatever um so yeah we got really creative and with me moving i moved recently from north carolina to vermont and i wanted to stay in touch with some of my old clients and friends and like have like a touch point for them with them pretty regularly 
and I wanted to get in front of new people. So I was like, okay, I'll keep these classes going. So I've got, I've still got it open. I'm going to kind of feel it out for the next month or so. Maybe I've got Tuesdays at five and Sundays at 5 PM Eastern time. And we do the same thing. We walk through head to toe, front and back of the body, you know, common areas that people struggle with. And then some interesting connections that people aren't really familiar with, but me as a massage therapist, I'm taking everything I've learned in the studio and I'm applying it for what people can do at home. So it's, it's really fun. And it's always like, chill, you know, fun, laid back, whatever. You, there's tons of swear words flying around, you know, people are uncomfortable. It's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, whatever, you have questions, ask me, you're feeling a certain way, say it. So yeah, that's what, that's what the pandemic inspired for me at least. <laughs> wow. What's the first yeah. thing that someone has to do when this starts happening? When the, like noticing stuff at home or this class? sit down and breathe and that's one of the first things that we do like we just drop in with our breath because I'm not I think I told you but maybe not I'm not a huge fan of stretching and I treated it as an experiment over the last year after my physical therapist friend she did a ton of research I was like you do the research let me know what you find she found that it was kind of like a net nothing benefit or detriment so stretching really didn't do anything to move the needle but the one thing that did was breath work so every class that I have, I try to start and end it with breath work if possible, just to get people to sink in and arrive where they're at. Okay. Okay. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> we should definitely try this breath workout. You want to try it? Okay. I'll make us close our eyes. Okay. Close, close our eyes. And you can be seated, you can be laying down, whatever, if you're hopefully not watching this and driving or anything like that. So we're just gonna take a four count, inhale. We'll pause at the top, six count, exhale. So you want the exhale to be slower. And I'll guide this a few times. Four count, inhale. Six count, exhale. So you want the exhale to be longer and just continue with the four count in and the six count out. You want the exhale to be longer so that you're dropping into that rest, relax, restore part of your nervous system. We'll take a few more rounds. Four counts in. Six counts out. And I'm gonna drop away and be silent for a bit, but I'll pull us out after a couple more rounds. Take one more round. And slowly blink your eyes open. Wow. <laughs> that, was, that was, I could feel it. Like, I could feel, like, you just feel air opening up as you go down. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. when you now, like, get to that four second mark, and you stay there, it's like, you know, you're swimming and you can't breathe. <laughs> so you yeah. come back down. Uh huh. Exactly. And this is good for me too, because I mean, I feel like we all never stop getting nervous when you're on video. So for me, that's huge because I'll get 
if I don't stop and pause for breath work in the beginning, I just like immediately hop into it, going, going, going. And inevitably I can't catch my breath at a certain point. And I'm like, okay, we got to breathe. <laughs> exactly. So it's a good tip for anyone going live or doing anything like that as well. True. Especially when you're trying to run and set things up or oh, everything's connected and then you just like, whoops, oh, you was exactly. <laughs> oh man, I love that. Yeah. Exactly. Now with the with the foam rollers, what should someone do when they have this at home as a best practice? Honestly, like the number one thing is like make it visible, put it in your way so that you will use it. I like to joke that I have to make it dummy proof for myself. So literally, if I have to walk to another room, I'm not going to use it. And that sounds really lame, but I found that a lot of people are the same way. So put it somewhere where you're going to use it. For me, like I've kind of behind this chair, actually, that's holding my laptop, my fancy setup. I've got like my workout corner. So I've got weights, bands, my yoga mat goes in there as well as the foam roller. So that's where it hangs out. Whenever I do my workouts, I've got it nearby and I just do like, I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot of time. People are so under the impression that it's like, I got to carve out like 30 minutes or an hour. No, just like make it really short. Do like five minutes, 10 minutes if you have the time. A little bit every day goes a lot further than a large chunk of time once a week or once a month even. Okay. So when, yeah. you, when you talk about having that, should they have just one? Or they should have a couple around the house. Some people like the, so I'm a huge fan of the smooth one because if you, have you seen the ones with like the ridges on it? I have and seen. And the knobs. Uh-huh. So by me using these two tools, yeah. I'm essentially pulling out, I'm pulling apart the foam roller that has the ridges on it. Oh. So cool. the ridges are on there to get more intense and deeper into the muscles and the fascia. This does the same thing but you're, they're not connected. So I, I personally like the smooth foam roller, but get whatever you're gonna use. If you're gonna use a ridged foam roller and you're not gonna use a smooth one, don't get the smooth one. If you're not gonna use a lacrosse ball, don't get a lacrosse ball. Figure out whatever the thing is that you're gonna use and be consistent with and get that thing. That's my little soapbox I'll get down from that round. Okay, I like that. <laughs> now, when someone is done with the breathing, what should they do next? Because sometimes you just feel like, okay, I'm done and I'm just having crickets everywhere. But what what should happen next? What's their next line of action? That's a good question. And honestly, it kind of depends on what it, whatever's going on in your life at that moment or during the day. I love to tell people to do the breath work when they are feeling, you know, maybe you're sitting in traffic. Obviously, you're not going to close your eyes, but you can just sit there and breathe. Right. Pay attention to the traffic. Please. Um, if you're at home and the kids are like driving you insane, you can hide in a closet. You can sit on the couch. You can bring them in on the practice because I mean they're watching you. They want to do the same thing you want to do. That's a whole other soapbox. We'll leave that in the corner for now. Um, but whatever it is, you know, use the breath work as a tool. So if you're using that in conjunction with doing a self massage class. Add in some movement while you're breathing. You can drop into your body and notice what you're feeling. Are you feeling like your lower back is cranky? Are your feet hurting? Do you feel like a little tension in your neck? So as you start to be aware of what your body is telling you, those give you points of action. So I like to find three to five places to work on each day. So you know, throughout the day, I'm like analyzing, like what am I feeling? How am I feeling? 
Am I holding a certain position for a long time? Did I sit and do a lot of computer work? Was I up on my feet doing massages for the day? So depending on what my body is telling me, that's where I'll focus. So hopefully that gives enough variety of answers for everyone. It does, it does. I think it's really based on someone's mindset because like you said, they could be driving, they could be cooking, you know? It depends on what they want to do with their time. So now if I don't have one, just like you said, with the socks and everything, I know you don't want to grab all your socks from your closet and then stuff in it up. No, we don't. <laughs> buy a different pair and just keep that, especially for that purpose. So yeah. <laughs> now when you think about creating all this practices, routines, you know, every day, you, sometimes you may forget because like you said, life could get in the way. But mm-hmm. when you do it per week, what should you be expecting to see as a result as you do it consistently? That's a great question. So similar to having people come in for massages regularly, mm-hmm. you're going to start to notice some shifting happening. And what I like to remind people of is the things that you're noticing might change over time. So you may come in saying like, I have lower back pain and I have headaches. That might shift to wrist pain. I mean, it could be totally random. It could be, you know, inner thigh stuff. It could be your foot. Your brain tells you what's going on, but it only alerts you to certain things because it doesn't want to overwhelm you. So it'll give you certain signals. You'll start working on that. You might notice that get better. And then you'll notice like symptoms too. So that was probably there. It might be new, but it was probably there. So, you know, just kind of feel things out. So you may notice new things showing up. You'll probably notice like increased range of motion. You might just notice that you get more calm. That might be it, period. At, at the very least, I would love for people to incorporate breath work. And, you know, if you don't have the tools, don't get stressed out. But if you can incorporate the breath work, that's going to be like huge. And that's the one thing I would say do every single day. And just do it for like 10 minutes, set the timer on your phone, close your eyes sit down, lay down, use it as a tool when you need to. And just when you start to notice that you're more calm or chill, you can kind of wake back up and go back to whatever you have to do in life at that moment. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. And if you think about breath work, because you talked about stretching and you don't like stretching. Now, if somebody else doesn't like stretching, what does not stretching do that stretching does but can still live together if you if you neglect either or. Does that make sense? No, can you rephrase it? <laughs> like like, if, like if if I don't like stretching, okay, let's actually be yeah. practical. I love stretching before uh-huh. workout. You don't love stretching at all. You don't even want to do it. So if I do stretching and you don't, mm-hmm. and we both do breath work, do we get different results after or are we pretty much gotcha. Yeah, are we pretty much one and the same thing? I mean, sticking to what you love and just being consistent with it, your brain's going to be happy, your body is going to be happy, that's going to be good for you. So if you like stretching, keep stretching. If you notice benefit, keep going with it. Incorporate breath work because I think that will be great for you. But for people that don't really enjoy it or don't have the time for it or don't want to make the time for it, adding breath work in like we could be besties because it's like an easy thing to do they can incorporate it they can ignore the stretching they can whatever you know um so i think as long as you figure out something that you can be consistent with and that you're happy with that's huge does that help a little bit that helps 
it helps because it's preference at the end of the day it's not really yeah. i have to but it's a need and if you can fulfill mm-hmm. that then why not go ahead exactly and everybody literally everybody is different we have different things that have happened in our lives different things our bodies are holding on to different preferences different things that make us happy so yeah figuring out whatever that secret sauce is for you is do that <laughs> uh-huh now yeah. when you think about the tennis ball and mm-hmm. the rolling pin what do you do with those things because someone's probably thinking what am i supposed to do with this <laughs> yeah, like is this a cooking show is it self-massage you don't get it right <laughs> so here's how the rolling pin came about i love sharing this story i had a nurse as a client she had a knee replacement and she felt like her kneecap wasn't tracking properly but she wanted to see if massage could help she didn't really want to go to any extreme um solutions so she wanted to come in and see if massage could help so I had the thought because one of the connections that I noticed a lot, and I'm going to tilt this, but I like to warn people that this tilting does happen here. So your IT band is here. It's like the, the middle part where if you had pants on, it would be that line, that seam. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to be working on, which is a quad muscle that's just in front of the IT band. If I'm facing you to the front, it's kind of off to the side. Right. And this guy is super important because it's the only quad muscle that crosses the knee and the hip. So if you're sitting down at a desk all day, you're doing this number, this is getting stretched. You go to stand up and there's a knot that's created in that quad muscle. It tilts your pelvis forward, creates, you know, scrunching in your lower back and creates a whole host of other problems. So that's how this all came about. This woman had a knee replacement. She was a nurse. She was on the go all the time. She couldn't take something like this to work. She was on her feet all day long. So I was like, hmm, what can she do? She's like, well, do you have an extra rolling pin? And she was like, yeah, I do. She looked at me crazy. And I was like, cool, take that to work. She, this chick, she had a pocket in her scrub. She carried this thing around with her all day long. And she wow. used it whenever she felt like she needed it. And it made a huge difference to her. So do you want me to show how to Please, use it? If possible. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like improvise. So if you are, how can I do this? All right, if you're sitting, my knee is gonna kind of go down at an angle, whatever works for you. It could be relaxed, you know, you could be sitting back, just lost my lacrosse ball. It could be resting and just like, foot could be hanging out, whatever. So find a comfortable position for you. I'm just gonna be like this. And I'm gonna take the foam, the foam roller, the rolling pin and use it kind of like a foam roller. So, you know, I can go all the way down. Come all the way back up, go back down. And the nice thing here is that you've got control over the pressure. And what I like to do with the foam roller is we hang out just above the kneecap. So you could hang out, you could kind of make like an um like a figure eight or an infinity mm-hmm. symbol. And then we could bring it back up. And with this, you want to just kind of pay attention to what you're noticing is feeling sensitive, is feeling tight. And then we can bring it back up to the top and do the same thing. So this isn't going to have really like a ton, ton of pressure, but it's enough input to your body where it's going to go, oh, okay, I hear the message loud and clear. So that's the advantage of having that guy. Okay. Now i got to find that lacrosse ball. <laughs> Hang on. It's okay. The benefits of doing a live show. Right? It's like anything happens. <laughs> it does. It really does. Okay, I'm back. So that's why the rolling pin can be so helpful. You can like toss this in your car if you do have a job, like working at a hospital, possibly. I don't know how COVID has impacted things, but maybe you could take this with you. Maybe you can have it in your car. 
go take a break and take new car or something like that. But I like tools that are mobile. You can travel with you. Exactly. The, yeah. Now for the rolling pin, <laughs> like we know it's four seconds inhale, six seconds exhale. What's the, it's the goal? That's the goal. Right. Those 10 seconds yeah. are what's vital for that practice. Now for the rolling pin, how many times do you do it? And do you just do it till you're tired? Or is there a number that you're supposed to reach on average that at least keeps that muscle and blood flowing? Right. So we're kind of talking about like the actual movement, right? Uh -huh. I would say I'm a big fan of ignoring the time and going based on sensation. So maybe not going until you're tired, but going until you're noticing that the tight spots that felt sensitive and felt intense have started to feel a little less intense. That's okay. what I would shoot for. Okay. Great question. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because people are wondering, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to go? And they're just like, what are you just saying? I don't know. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> what about the lacrosse ball? So that one you can use I wonder if I should use this to show like an upper back one. Okay. So the benefit of having AirPods. Uh, yeah. Right. So I like using <laughs> I like using it in between the shoulder blade and the spine. So the shoulder blade and then the spine. You've got a lot of tissue in here. Okay. And what we're gonna do, I like to start lower and kind of close to my shoulder blade and breathe on it, move with it, and then move it up about an inch. So that's kind of what I'll show you, and I'll just show maybe a couple spots. I'm gonna turn my down here. Okay. Okay. So I'm constantly tilting this thing <laughs> with classes. So I'm just putting that, it's tucked inside my um, shoulder blade, like I mentioned, and I'm just going to lay here. I'm, I can knock my knees together. I've got my head resting. Now, one of the things I noticed for myself is that I kind of clench in my um, sacrum and my hips. So I might just like wiggle a little bit to kind of get them to drop. So that my body isn't fighting this and then I'll just hang out and it feels kind of intense a little like burning a little achy so burning is typically fascia and fascia is just like this big webbing like a spider web that's kind of all in and around your muscles head to toe yeah it connects us so it's everywhere um and sometimes it just feels a little bit like it's burning if it's bound up if it's tight and we breathe <laughs> so you could hang out and just take a handful of breaths but i'm already noticing that the sensations are getting less intense so what i would probably do is lift up and push the ball up about an inch or so, so it's like, and then i've got some different <laughs> so like to your upper back right yeah if okay. you can see yeah so my shoulder blade is on the outside and then the ball is on the inside. And I'm trying to just relax my arms. You can have your arms by your side. It's kind of like whatever, um, you know, we all like either round in or we have, we have different anatomy, the way our bodies rest. So whatever makes sense for you. If arms by your side is good, that's great. My shoulder blade kind of rounds in and pops up so it doesn't feel good. So I just kind of leave my hands off my stomach. Okay. So yeah, so you hang out. The one thing I will note is that usually in that area, there can be what's called trigger points. And all that means is you might feel some jumping or muscle spasming. You also might feel sensations going elsewhere. 
like I felt it kind of rounding to the front of my shoulder, even though the ball was in the back. So hanging out there and just breathing on it is usually what works for me and what works for most of my clients and students. So again, just being aware and hanging out until you start to notice that kind of dissipate. Okay. Is there a time limit as well for, for that too? I mean, I wouldn't hang out on it for an hour. It's probably going to feel pretty sore. It's kind of like a massage, like hang out for a little bit. You really have to be present. You, know, you really have to be mindful and paying attention. You know, maybe like five minutes or so, five minutes or less would be a good starting point. And I always make the joke that you can use this and do that while you're driving or while you're, you know, on an airplane or something like that, because you're just resting your back on the ball on the seat you don't have to do anything. You're not closing your eyes. You're still driving. But just making that point of contact can be really helpful for your body, especially if you're like, you know, tensing up and driving if it's like a crazy. Yeah, because I, I got to know that when your when your bones are tense and you have a massage, mm -hmm. it's hard for the massage therapist to really work through your body because of those limitations. Could you talk more about that? Yeah, sure. So excellent point. If your body is fighting while we're working or while you're using any of these tools, you're not going to really have the benefit. So you're, you you don't want your body fighting against it. And that might look like a few things. That might look like if I did have my arm down when I was using that lacrosse ball inside the shoulder blade, I'm tensing, I'm compensating, I'm activating. You're going to find some people that are going to say, you want to be active while you're putting pressure you're gonna want to have a massage therapist put you through active things, which means you as a client are participating, you're doing things, you're moving things. I don't love that personally, but everybody's a little bit different. So personally, I would much rather you be resting on the lacrosse ball, laying down on the ground, using it while you're like, before you go to bed or while you're watching TV, just having everything supported. Will I use it like leaning up against the wall between clients? Sure, but I'm active. Those postural muscles that are keeping me upright are engaged. So I just have to know that it's not gonna feel the same standing up, leaning into a wall with a ball versus laying down. Okay. Yeah. So oh, your question was, like, where was I going with that? As far as like your body fighting it, like you wanna try to find a place where your body can be chill because that's what's gonna help get your mind-body connection, your nervous system to be like, okay, I'm, a, I'm all right, I'm fine. I can let my guard down, I can relax, I can let things feel good. So yeah, if you're in a massage too, like tying that in and you feel like you're fighting it, it is not a no pain, no gain situation. <laughs> it doesn't have to be fluffy and like rubbing lotion in, but you don't want to be sitting there like, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, taking those short inhales, those short, shallow inhales. Yeah. That's going to make your body think that you're in a bad situation. And at that point, like if you're not feeling good, it's not a great situation. So yeah, hopefully that maybe touches on that a little bit. Yeah, it does. Because my next question was going to be... <laughs> I'm just like future facing over here. Right? <laughs> it was because I'm literally going off what I'm hearing. And that's why I love the podcast because I don't really write scripts. I, I, I know what I'm going to say. I have an outline, but I rather let the conversation do its job. And yep. because you mentioned about that particular point, now my question that was going to follow next was going to be. Does someone gym or go to the gym before or after 
massage therapy? Before. Please go before. I'm never going to tell someone not to work out, but it's much more ideal of a situation if you can go work out, run, whatever, be active, be physical, lift stuff, whatever, before the massage, because your body treats massage like trauma. Uh, You've got an external force, me, or you've got an external force, the tools, and your body thinks that that's slightly traumatic. Even if it's helpful, it's an external force which is why your breath is so key because you're aware that it's an okay, positive situation. So breathing is you telling your brain, which is then telling your body, it's okay, this is not a stressful situation. So doing it before is much more ideal. Okay, okay. I think before is good too, because I had yeah. left the gym, I think for probably three quarters of last year. <laughs> and then for the oh. massage of the year and then and and the massage therapist was like are you working out i'm like nah i've been really chilling like and you can clearly she's like yeah you're tense and i was like yeah i probably gotta do something about that so as soon as i got back in the gym especially this year it's been back to back feeling so much better even when i had the yeah. massage i feel like it was worth my time worth my resource worth my my spend of everything and i feel much better and of course when you're done you kind of get that cool sensation after i don't know what it is mm -hmm. like getting out of the swimming pool it just feels <laughs> really fresh yeah it does i mean you've got you know blood is pumping everything is just like circulating it's yeah and then you've got also kind of got what i call like massage high where you just look like Literally. what's happening <laughs> like, uh <-huh. laughs> what am i doing <laughs> exactly i love that i love watching that after as people are coming out of the massage room it's just like yes, right. i did my job right because their eyes are rolling their legs are curled up half the time i'm like do i need to follow you home you good you sure you're good you want to sit here you want to take a nap <laughs> right <laughs> exactly yeah. what would you say is the major difference between self-massage while working at home or working from home and actually being treated by a therapist who's professional? I mean, it's just kind of like what's available to you. Some people, I like providing stuff like this because some people aren't able to or aren't feeling comfortable yet to go out. I think most people are at the point where they're like feeling pretty good and they're ready to get out of you, but break out of home jail. Exactly. So it did provide a nice option. And you can help yourself. And I love letting people or reminding people that they are capable of helping themselves at home. And it's nice. I mean, even if you're going in and getting regular body work, whether it's chiropractic, massage, acupuncture, PT, whatever it is, you can still do stuff to extend that benefit at home and to drop in and be a little bit more aware of what's going on with you on your own. And then you can come in and give us, the professionals, you know, a little bit better cues or... I noticed this about myself. I noticed that about myself. It's helpful and it's great. And it's, you know, really fun for us to watch people really drop into their bodies and really start to notice things because it's just, it's really cool. Yeah. And should they start off with home massage, self-massage first, or should they start with a professional to let them know what to do when they stay at home doing the same thing? That's a good question. I mean, Obviously, I'm going to say if you want to do stuff at home, like I'm a trained professional, I have the classes, like people can book stuff with me. 
make sure you find someone who who does know what they're doing and that you feel good with and that you kind of like vibe with because if you're in a class with someone and you're just like what the heck are they having me do like i don't like what they're saying that's like it'll be good that's gonna put your body in like a state of protectiveness right so kind of like the same thing where you're fighting the massage on the table um it is pretty cool to go have a massage done to notice things from you know input that you're getting from another person just making sure in either scenario that you're finding someone that knows what they're doing and that you feel good about i think those are two really key points okay okay yeah that makes sense yeah, that, i can see that <laughs> i can see that yeah. now i'm wondering is there anything like a group massage you mean like a class or like a couple's massage kind of thing yeah it, i mean couple's massage i know is, is available but like a group you know how you can have group yoga classes or you can yeah. have an aerobics fitness training program can you do the same for massages or are they very sensitive to like couples and, and singles well personally i actually had i had these kinds of classes it would be an hour long and i would do it in person and it would be it was in a yoga studio so i was like the, I, mean, I was the teacher i was like the yoga teacher but for self-massage and everybody had their mat, everybody had their spot, everybody had their tools. I encouraged people to bring the stuff that they had at home that was collecting dust or they just didn't know what to do with it or, you know, to provide a space of account accountability, you know, just like with a with a workout class. So I've done that. I've also done um, couples massage workshops. And pre-COVID, when I had a rental space at a yoga studio, I had couples, multiple couples come into the same yoga studio space I had some massage tables. I had some like bolsters on the ground to kind of mimic, like if you have a, you know, obviously people have beds at home, but to like mimic having a bed at home yeah. and working at home, just to make it so that people could actually transfer the skills to home life. Oh. So people seem to really like both of those. You know, it provided accountability. I was someone that, you know, I'm pretty approachable. So people can ask me questions and not feel stupid. There is no such thing as a stupid question. Like you can ask anything. Um, and then the couples massage workshop was always really like chill, but fun. It was like, you know, in that two hour space, you had like this little family of people that were like, well, what are you learning? Or like, what is this person doing? So yeah. it was fun. Yeah. So they're, they're doing this things like that. Okay. Yeah. I'll just, yeah. Because I'm sure some people will be wondering, okay, can I also do this? Cause when they go there and they feel inferior or they have that inferiority complex and they see another couple, it's kind of like okay yeah we can do it too it's because it's just that self-confidence like i see you i see you like walking in puffing up your chest like whatever right <laughs> yes that wasn't the feel at all <laughs> at least with my classes it's like we're on the same playing field i'm gonna learn stuff i'm gonna show you stuff i'm gonna learn from you like it's all good awesome okay yeah this is something i definitely have learned for sure i didn't think it would be this intense because <laughs> it is intense, I think, but it gets easier when you keep doing it on a consistent basis, right? It does, yeah. And just picking stuff like, you know, giving yourself really achievable goals. So giving yourself a time limit of 10 minutes. Find like three spots that have been bothering you throughout the day. Um, I have stuff on my Instagram if people want to go check it out. I'm available again, like send me a message, I'll send you a video response or whatever. But yeah, like there's tons of stuff head to toe front and back that you know, some people know about the spots. Some people don't know about the the patterns. Like that quad one always usually blows people's minds. So it's always fun just like sharing with people and seeing what, what results they have or what's bothering them and being helping to be a resource for them. 
Yeah, definitely. This is great. I think it's, yeah. it's a big step and everybody that has not done a massage or had one should do mm -hmm. one because it's vital and it's just like you waking up in the morning to brush your teeth or take a shower or have breakfast or, you know, go to work or take care of your family. It's as important as breathing, literally. Mm -hmm. So if you can't breathe right, you can't function right, and then your heart rate is going to be bouncing and then you're going to pass out in the hot sun in the summer. <laughs> so you don't want to That's the short version. <laughs> exactly. That's the parody version of what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Wow, this is amazing. Is there anything that I have missed or probably something that you should be able to let us know about self-massage for people working from home that I probably skipped or overlooked? I don't, I mean, there's so many things we could cover, but okay. drink your water, do a little breath work every day, like 10 minutes, don't kill yourself. And then spend like five to 10 minutes working on different spots with whatever tools. And if anybody has any questions, just let me know. If you are new to massage and you haven't had one, I love helping people find a good massage therapist for them. So I'll like, you know, snoop on people's websites and see if like they've got some keywords. And yeah, I, I like helping people find good people to go see. That's good. And how can yeah. people find you? Oh yeah, that part. So I'm really active on Instagram and my handle is the letter B dot H-E-R-E -E underscore. So it's B here to play on my name. Yes, I know I'm very clever. Uh, <laughs> so I'm over there. I recently fell, fallen in love with Reels. So I've got tons of those. I have a couple of um, the, the self-massage class videos are actually posted there. So if you want to kind of get a taste of what it is, those are there. As well as my website is BrittanyHersberg.com. Very long name. I'm sure we'll provide a link. <laughs> and um, on there is a link for the self-massage classes as well. So I've got those Tuesdays and Sundays at 5 p.m. Eastern. If anybody is interested, I also book one-on-one -on -one with people where we can just hop on a Zoom or hop on FaceTime or whatever it is. So, yeah. Awesome. And they can find all this on BrittanyHersberg.com? Yep. Okay. Tons of links and pages. And uh, if you go and find me on LinkedIn, there's a link in my bio as well that Ooh, yeah. drives you to different spots. Speaking of LinkedIn, before we go, I was, oh, yeah. I just saw something recently today and I was going to ask, um, his name is Joshua, um, an amazing guy on, on LinkedIn, on LinkedIn and also of course on Clubhouse and, um, Joshua Lee and he will, I saw something on LinkedIn while we were in the room this morning in one of the exclusive networking club rooms hosted by Marciano. And mm -hmm. I saw on LinkedIn that there's something called a LinkedIn creator mode. Have you yep. seen that? Is that the one that has the, like, your profile image can turn into a video? No. It's the one that, under your dashboard, you're going to see a section that says creator mode off, and you can actually turn uh -huh. it on. And I don't know if everybody has it, but I just saw it today, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> so I was just saying I'm going to let you know because you mentioned LinkedIn. What that Thank does, you, yeah. you're welcome, is that if you <laughs> check it and you see it, you should be able to actually pick five topics in the form of hashtags, that is going to be created and put on your profile whenever you use it as a post. Stop, really? And it just like automatically tags all the posts that you make? I think it features as soon as you make that tag. So like all the five hashtags that you create, if it's self-therapy, mental health, you know, health awareness, something like that. And you use those in your context, either in your polls or your pictures or your videos. Mm -hmm. I think it features in your profile as a creator 
of that content. Yeah. So I don't know. I've not tried it. I just literally activated it today and just left. Uh -huh. So I was not sure if you've seen it or heard of it. No, I had it. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll yeah. have to like maybe send me screenshots and help me walk through that. But yeah, I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm starting, I'm trying to get a little bit better with that. And then you, you know, with all your Pinterest stuff, I'm over there. I'm trying to crank that out too. I'm yeah. all over the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brittany, for being here. You have been amazing. Yeah. It's your second time on the podcast show. Now we're even live. Not my last. Exactly. <laughs> 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 exactly thank you so much once again and i'm wishing you a wonderful weekend thank you you too thanks you're welcome bye bye